Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. My name is Will McElroy. Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. Let's go. Before I even introduce my co-host, I want you guys to go just like smash the subscribe button on this podcast and leave a review. Make sure you do that. Help us out in the algorithm. Let us know who your favorite co-host is, what we could be doing better. It's definitely going to be you after you just said smash that subscribe button. Oh my goodness. That, I I do not love that phrase. (laughs) However, for real, you liking and subscribing and posting about the Watermark Students podcast helps other people to find it and hear and learn from teenagers and their experiences and God's word. So come on. Come on. That's one way to say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a way to say it. And in other words, let me introduce the voices that you're already hearing. I'm joined with Jermaine Harrison today. What up? And then Kaylee Pinkerton. What up? And then our student guest is Riley Banks. Welcome to the podcast, Riley. Hi, guys. I, I, thought, she I, was, I thought she was going to say what up I as well. <laughs> uh, Riley, tell us a little bit about yourself. What school do you go to? What grade are you going in? Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Riley. I go to Pierce, and I'm going to be a senior. Woo! Pony up. Oh, no, that's SMU. Mustangs. Whatever their thing is. Yeah, the musk- it's yeah. a version of a pony. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like a, strong, a stronger stallion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Riley, you're going to be a senior. Mm-hmm. What are you most excited about? to be a senior for and are there any like cool traditions that seniors have that you're looking forward to i'm excited for pep rallies coming back because covid we haven't had them okay i'm excited they get really hype yeah (laughs) yeah come on i have not been to a high school pep rally in so long i've got to get in that environment soon (laughs) i have been to a pierce pep rally before it is pretty entertaining i will say yeah it gets crazy the kids just want to get pep so good, what? Riley. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys have specific like senior traditions or anything that just seniors get to do? Um, seniors have a parking spot that we get to paint, and so that's what I'm doing right now. Oh my right gosh. Now. Do you have your inspiration or your idea? No, I'm kind of just gonna go for it. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's so much pressure because it's painted like that for your entire senior yeah. year. Yeah, I bet all the moms are taking pictures of their kids, whatever their painting is. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if you need the three of us to come and stand, we are available for <laughs> modeling and we're happy to be a part of your senior parking spot. So just let us know. Okay. It can be like a nice mural of us. Yes. I'm sure it will turn out, you know, exact, Imagine. exactly like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Riley, we're really glad that you're joining us yeah. here on the podcast. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, specifically, we are diving into a topic I think many of us can relate to, whether you're a student listening, a parent listening, or a small group leader listening Every single one of us um, has navigated in this broken world contentment. And so today we're discussing what does it look like to fight contentment or to fight discontentment really in this broken world? And how should we think about um, being content because we are God's children? And so, Riley, you picked this, which I'm really excited. And so can't wait to hear from you. But let's start by just kind of, you know, defining contentment is. But I'm going to kind of twist it a little bit. So, Riley. How does the culture around us, really like the world, define contentment? So the world defines contentment as finding success in something they value that's only temporary and not eternal. Yeah, I love that. I feel like it doesn't take long to look on social media or 
you know, reading through magazines, whatever it is. And it's like to be content is you decide what makes you happy and there's no limits or rules or regulation. It's just like you do you. If that makes you happy, go get them. Yeah. And and then we're we're all going to encourage you and support you and whatever that is, regardless of what we might even believe about it, as long as it makes you happy and you're content, then we're good, which is just a a a dangerous description of what contentment should be. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I, on the on, on the other end of that, Riley, how would you define contentment? So you, the world is like, go get them, whatever you want. Do you have a different definition or how would you go about defining the word content? Yeah, um, I would define contentment, um, how God defines contentment as a daily result of giving everything, meaning worries, desires, anxious thoughts, talents and abilities over to God and not hold on to worldly influences. Yeah. Yeah. And Matthew 10, 39 um, says, Jesus says, anyone who finds life will lose it and anyone who loses life will find it because of me. It's so good. It's so countercultural, yeah. right? The yeah. world, the world has one definition of being content. And then when you look to scripture, like you just shared, God's definition of content is full surrender and submission to him mm-hmm. um, and denying yourself. Yeah. And, and I love that, like at the beginning of your definition, like when you're, when Kaylee just asked you, what's your definition of content, contentment? You said, I would define contentment, how God defines contentment. And even just saying that phrase is so countercultural and counter teenage culture in our world because you're saying, Hey, I'm not the ultimate source of authority. God is. And how he defines this is what's most important. Even if I might feel like there's a different definition or experience a different definition, what God says is, is what is actually true and most important. And even as you are given that um, definition, I have a book in my Amazon cart. It's been in there for months and months. It was recommended, I think, by a couple pastors um, at Watermark. And it's called, I haven't read it, so I can't affirm its contents, but based on the people who um, recommended it, I'm sure it's pretty great. But the title is called The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. And I think that that title is like so striking and so um, powerful because it just illustrates how precious having contentment is like God's definition that you just described, how difficult it is to find and how beneficial it is to our lives when we do find it. So I love your, I love that definition. So good. And so um, the opposite of contentment naturally is discontentment. And so I think it's helpful to acknowledge discontentment could be described as looking at what you have, looking at your life, your circumstances, whatever it may be, your situation and not being satisfied, not liking it. And so Riley, what keeps us from being content? What brings about discontentment in our life? Uh, by seeking out the world and trying to add God into it when you should instead be putting God first throughout your life. Yes, mm-hmm. that what you just described is is First John chapter 2, verse 15, which says, do not love the world or anything in the world, um, but instead you should you should love God. And so like that that idea... Um, for us is, hey, contentment is if I just have the right job or the the right group of friends or the right grades or the right, um, you know, acceptance to a college or I mean, you can go on and on down the list. We have so many things that that um, where we find contentment when really contentment is only found in in one person and not in anything the world has to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just to even get more like fundamental with it is I think 
the reason it's a rare jewel, the reason contentment is a rare jewel, even amongst Christians, is because I think we mistaken mistakenly believe that contentment is happiness or contentment uh, equals peace, which is such a, a poor metric for contentment and such a poor aim. Like, let me try to be happy, which kind of you were talking about in Jermaine yeah. earlier. That's what the world is saying. Contentment is uh, whatever makes you most happy, which is a such a low aim in life because anything can take your happiness away. Anything, any moment of suffering and that your life will lose purpose. But uh, contentment is something that's far greater than that. It doesn't always look like happiness. It doesn't always look like peacefulness, but instead it's uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. As first uh, Timothy six, six says where he's like, we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. Uh, including happiness sometimes, but we will always have a contentment and that will always be great gain. It's so good. I think practically what keeps me from being content um, is social media. I think the more time I spend on social media, I can see a discontentment in my life, whether it's discontentment in where I live, what I get to do on the weekends, my family. I'm like, well, look what they did on the weekends. They got to travel to XYZ place. I wish I could do that. And it's just an easy breeding ground for discontentment. I think also what keeps me from being content is unmet or unhealthy expectations. Maybe I expected something to go one way, but it went the other way. And because of that, I feel discontent. Or maybe I have a misplaced priority where my biggest priority is being liked by this one person. Um, when rather, like Riley's reminded us, it's being fully satisfied in God. Um, and so a misplaced priority can lead to discontentment in my life. Um, but yeah. Riley, would you? Oh, sorry. I was going to add, I, I love what you said just now about social media, like being that breeding ground for discontentment. And the thing is it was around before social media and just social media just like has, you know, like exacerbated it, made it more prevalent. Um, but like, you know, that, that phrase, the grass is always greener. Like that's what, you know, social media is highlighting, if you will, like, Hey, if I just, you know, had that vacation, you know, especially during the summer, if I just got to go to all these places like that person is doing, if I just had a family like they have, they seem to have such a close knit family based on the photos or the videos or whatever else it might be. And, and there's this comparison uh, with something that isn't really real. It might just be the highlight reel or a special moment that we think is like, uh, you know, is is an example of every single moment in that person's life and it just leads us to be discontent over something that really doesn't exist and so um one quote that i've thought of often from one of my bosses here at watermark he would always say the grass isn't greener on the other side it's just more grass and what he means by that is that wherever seems to be more appealing or a place where you find contentment really if you for whatever reason, get that thing or get into that place, what you'll find over there is just more discontentment because there's always something uh, else that you want or something else that can that you think will bring you contentment, which is why seeking contentment in the world is such a bad idea. Yeah. So again, great quote. Thanks for sharing that, Germs. Riley, tell us a little bit about your experience um, with contentment. I know you picked this for a reason. And so has there been a time in your life where you really have navigated discontentment and what was that like for you? Yeah. Um, so I was in an area of discontentment by trying to fill a hole in my life with friendship, school, approval of others and control, but was only met with the same feeling of needing more. 
I would feel left out um, of group text um, later to find out they all hang out. And it just left me feeling really lonely. Yeah. I had tried everything and the only thing I had left was was God. Um, I, uh, through that relationship with him, I found true peace and contentment. Yeah. I think that's so relatable. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, There's a, there's a, a new element of, of, of experiencing discontentment. And like, while we're, you know, trying to share a biblical definition of it, like the discontentment that a listener right now might be feeling is really real. Like, like you just described, whether it's being left out of the group text, not being invited to the social hang or you go on social media and whatever and see all of the people you want to hang out with hanging out without you and you're, you know, by yourself. And obviously that's just one small example, but I do think that the discontentment that we feel while there's truth to be spoken to it from God's word, like it's real and it's a, um, you know, a real feeling of, uh, of loneliness or lack of joy um, that unfortunately so many teenagers experience. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I love that. And I'm really encouraged, Riley, by the way that you responded to your discontentment, because as I've been thinking about this topic and this podcast, something I've seen in my life is that discontentment when I don't deal with it often leads to irrational decisions. And what I heard you say is, I was feeling discontent and rather than acting on an irrational decision, you know, like confronting a friend or um, kind of just like spiraling in your mind, you're like, I turned to the Lord and I, I dove in deep with God and built that relationship up. And now today you're sitting with us really resolved in that peace and really resolved in that relationship with the Lord that you had to make a decision to invest in, in a time of discontentment. So I'm really proud of you yeah. for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Guys, do you have anything to add? So again, okay, well, Riley, we'd love to, um, in addition to experiences, I think it's always helpful to consider God's word, especially um, when dealing with the topic of contentment. And so what scripture, Riley, encourages you when you feel discontent? Uh, Yes, so mine is from Matthew 6, 19 19 through 21. Jesus says, do not store up treasures here on earth where moss eat them and rust destroy them. And where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moss and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there will be desires of your heart will also be. I love that. Why Why that verse? What stands out for you? Um, it just reminds me of like where my treasure is. And so if my treasure is with God and that's where my desire is also. So ultimately, that's where my desire is. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, where you're, where you're, your focus and attention mm-hmm. and where you're seeking um, contentment from, that's where your heart's going to naturally run towards. And so I lo- that's why I love that verse that Will referenced earlier, 1 Timothy 6, 6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Like, you know, seeking the Lord and seeking to live life the way he invites us to live it, live it and being satisfied and okay that um, choosing godliness um, will sometimes cause you to to miss out on on certain things in life, um, but you can be content because you're with the the ultimate giver of life. And I know even just like saying that can be like okay, but like what about in my regular life? Like yeah, I get it. Like being with God is better than all of these things that I I find I'm uh, hoping to find contentment in. And so like wrestling with what does that actually mean and practically and how it practically plays out in your life as a teenager is is so important as well mm-hmm. yeah i love that 
the rest of that verse, or maybe it's verse seven too, where it talks about, I mentioned earlier, it just says, for we brought nothing into this world and we'll bring nothing out of it. And so he kind of just says that to describe what little we do have in this life. Like when you were born, you started with nothing. When you die, you're going to end with nothing. And so what little you ever do have in this life is going to be, it's all gain. And uh, really there's nothing, there's no loss. If, if your treasure is found in heaven, there's truly no loss in this life. That's so good. Uh, Riley, do you have any final encouragement kind of as we wrap up the podcast today, just one final thought for someone who is navigating discontentment in their life right now? Yes, of course I do. Uh, Romans 5 eight <laughs> says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Um, and from that, uh, uh, just something to pull from that is that we need to love God and not put idols in his place. And that is ultimately the first thing is just finding contentment. I think that's so good. I'm really grateful you 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 said the word idol, you know, and just especially with this topic of contentment of just knowing every moment I have felt discontent in my life, it's typically because like I said I've I've put something in the place of where God really is. And mm-hmm. even Psalm 16 it talks about how in Christ, you know, we do we have this beautiful inheritance. The boundary lines for me have fallen in pleasant places. Like the lot that God has given me is really good. And typically when I feel dissatisfied in what God has given me is because of an idol and mm-hmm. something that I've said, this is more important to me than the reality that I'm God's. He is there for me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He is providing for me on this side of earth and eternity. And so not to go super spiritual, but <laughs> I, I love that. of just like, yeah, it's good for us to identify what idols in my life may be causing me to be discontent. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've been reading this. I just started reading this book with my wife called, um, what's this book called? Um, Keeping a Quiet Heart by Elizabeth Elliot. And there's a quote in kind of, it's a devotional, a hundred devotionals. And in kind of like the intro to the devotionals, um, she says this in relation to um, having a quiet heart, which really is being content in life, in spite of your circumstances. She says, the secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances. And that's what um, discontentment is. If only I, my life circumstance, my social status, my relationship status, my grades, my whatever you might want to put in that place as the number one spot. If only that thing were different, then I'd be content then I'd be happy, then I'd be okay. And what she's saying and what God's word is saying is that no matter um, uh, the, the, the things that you miss out on, no matter the challenges that you might face, no matter the loneliness that you might experience, the secret isn't a different set of circumstances. The secret is Christ and finding your meaning and value and hope and purpose in him and in nothing and in nothing else. And then that will inform uh, the discontentment or the experiences that you that you're walking through. So, mm-hmm. all right, go off Jermaine or Elizabeth <laughs> Elliot through Jermaine. Hey, uh, Elizabeth is the homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, I do. I probably should have shared this earlier when we we're talking about experiences with contentment, but I didn't know we had time. So I'm going to. Go ahead and just share, but do it. Uh, on, Will. If if you don't know, I I have made for the last year. I've been making like about once a week a YouTube video or a TikTok video, just like a short form content. And uh, it started out as just like a lot of fun, and uh, for the longest time it was just a lot of fun. And it ended up like becoming popular, and uh, more and more people started following along and liking it. But for some reason, and 
I'm not even to question it. it was due to like discontentment in me. I started uh, comparing myself to other creators, other people that uh, maybe they started their channel after me and already had like a bigger following or like anytime I'd get less views, it was so easy to find someone else who like their channel was just skyrocketing. And so uh, due to just discontentment in my heart, something that started out as like so fun and enjoyable and exciting and provided some blessings for my wife and I ended up just leading to exhaustion where like each week I was like, oh man, like I have to post a video this week. Like if I don't, like my channel is going to fall off. And it just led to this like tiring thing. And so finally I just, uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, I was like, I'm, I'm just kind of done striving. I'm done comparing like this thing that used to be fun is no, is now exhausting due to my comparison and discontentment. And I think for a lot of high schoolers, that looks like maybe a friend group that used to be super fun and exciting is now exhausting because of discontentment or comparison or sports that used to be fun. Now you have like performance and anxiety because of comparison issues or getting into college, like it's supposed to be an exciting thing, but now it's like dreadful and because of comparison and discontentment. And so I just took a break. I was like, I'm done striving. I'm done comparing and I'm going to take a break. And I don't know if I'm going to go back, but if I do, like, I hope that I carry this, you know, this contentment, uh, this godliness uh, with contentment into creating again, um, because it's not worth it otherwise. Mm. So good. What I heard you saying is that discontentment is draining. And if you feel drained, sometimes the best thing you can do is stop, uh, recalibrate and consider what does it look like to reset moving forward. And so thanks for sharing yeah. that. Well, that's a really great example. And so to wrap up our time, um, God has given us everything we need. We know that every spiritual blessing comes from above from a good God who loves us and seeks to provide for us, but it is a broken world. And because of the brokenness in this world, we are often tempted to not be content with what God has given us to be content in our relationships, our circumstances or situations. But we have so much hope, like Riley shared, um, of what does it look like to not just make space for God at the end, but to be fully satisfied in God. Um, and then to have through the spirit and, and through his help, uh, just a different outlook on this world. And so there is so much hope when it comes to dealing with discontentment. And we hope you guys were encouraged, Riley. Thank you so much for being on today's podcast and just sharing a little bit of your experience and wisdom. It was so much fun. You're yeah, the best. Thank we you, appreciate Riley. you. Thank you. And so just to wrap up, guys, um, to quote the wise man himself, just, you know, smash that like button. Oh, no. <laughs> Please <laughs> destroy it. Say that just again. destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> destroy it. Leave us a review. Let us know what better phrasing we can use to encourage the teens to like this podcast and share it with their friends. But that's all we've got for today. Follow us on social media at Shoreline Dallas. Let us know if there are any topics you'd love to hear us discuss. But until then, have a great week, y'all. Hag wow. We'll see y'all soon. Yeah. Blessings. Bye.